0: Hello and welcome to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation could change a life. We know that violence thrives in silence and even though these conversations can be difficult, we know that they are worth having. My name is Brianna, I am one of your hosts. I have been volunteering and working in the domestic violence and sexual assault field for about five years now. I came to this work originally as a survivor, and that's something that I'm very open about and probably will be sharing throughout this podcast. Um, I currently work in the Alpine office of Live Violence Free, and there I do a little bit of everything, peer counseling, basic needs distribution, crisis response, and overall program coordination there.
1: Hi everyone, my name is JC Macias and I'm one of the prevention educators at Live Violence Free. So just like Brianna, I've been in the domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse field for about five years now. Um, I absolutely love what I do, so what what that kind of looks like is I do prevention education at the South Tahoe Middle School. Um, So I get to talk to students about respect, boundaries, healthy relationships, Also, um, I do some peer counseling with them if necessary, and I'm really just there as a support person. I also get to do a lot of advocacy just within the agency. I'm also the volunteer coordinator, so I get to do a lot of different things within the agency, which is what makes my job so exciting. And I'm Lisa Piazza. I've been with Live Violence Free for
2: over four years now going on five just like jc Uh, i also do prevention education work alongside jc so i work primarily at our local high school in the past i was at every single school in the district and we were providing prevention education so that looks like a lot of things essentially we focus on healthy relationships but we know that there's so much that goes into having a healthy relationship with ourselves and with others. So we would cover concepts, kind of like JC mentioned, boundaries, communication skills, how to handle conflict, uh, even sometimes discussing simple, maybe simple-seeming things like self-care and the importance of taking care of yourself to take care of others. And that's why we are really excited to start this podcast with you, get, with you guys today, something very relevant to our work, uh, something we chat about a lot, We're gonna be talking about self-care today. And we think there's really no better time to have this conversation in the wake of everything going on. I mean, for anyone in, in the world, right? Not just our communities and our society, but with all the external stress and things that are going on for people amidst this pandemic, amidst all of these social justice and civil rights issues we have kind of budding within our society. And also just navigating this shelter in place for ourselves right being at home maybe with kids or just balancing work um, and that healthy you know getting out and being social and having those interactions so today we're really going to talk about self-care we're going to debunk a lot of things because in this industry we hear this word a lot this is so common to us um and i am excited to share even right before we hit record on this podcast we took a moment together we took a deep breath right we practiced some self-care we Just kind of try to calm some anxiety, take a nice breath and just prepare for this. So this is something we have been practicing, talking about in our field for as long as we've been in it. And we noticed there's been a lot of talk about self-care. And maybe you guys have noticed this too. um, Just a lot of companies, a lot of advertising
1: for self-care products. Have you guys seen that going on as well? Absolutely. I think everyone's going through a very challenging time, especially because a lot of us are used to socializing and being outside and doing a lot of things that we're not able to do at this time. So I think everyone's highlighting the importance of self-care and I'm so glad that we get to do it today.
0: Yeah, I specifically get emails about self-care from companies that are saying, oh, come in, we'll offer you $3 off any of these products and it shows all of these mm-hmm. and lotions right. and you know right. my personal favorite scent of lavender, lavender lotions. Uh, and so it's advertising those things that they're wanting you to come in and to spend money on uh, because it'll make you feel better, right? Take care of yourself, self-care. It's definitely a very hot topic right now. But what does that really look like? I think it's important to think about the larger context of self-care. So not just, oh, okay, I'm not having a good day. This email I just read says that if I go and buy a lavender lotion, I'll be a okay. So that's it, right? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much more that goes into it. And I actually came across uh, an Instagram live video um, where it was Shannon from her organization, Stack of Stones, and she was talking about this concept of resilience routines. So it was really fitting self-care into the larger context, not just the daily quick fix, but actually what it looks like to live out, taking care of ourselves. So that has three different components to it. So I'll go ahead and go through those because I think it really helps to thoroughly explain this. So the first one is self. That's a sense of who you are and that's consistently recentering ourselves into who we truly are. So when you're thinking about self-care self care for yourself, that leads into what makes you lose track of time? What makes you really recenter with yourself and just lose track of whatever else is going on in the world? You just love what you're doing
2: and almost like that state of flow right or you know what when when people say we're having so much fun the time flew by that kind of you know you're so engulfed in playing an instrument creating art just maybe engaging with someone that yeah it seems like the whole world can kind of pass around you so you're saying look for it to be more of something you can really engage in not just i mean and we're not let me let me also preface we're not knocking any of these lotions right or the smell of lavender i think we were all Three of us are big advocates (laughs) in lavender Um, lotions and all these things. Uh, But just going beyond that, right? It's beyond kind of a simple fix. It's really aligning yourself with something that you, yeah, you can get lost in. You can really distract yourself from everything going on in the world pretty much.
0: Right. So the second component is others. So even though some alone time is totally acceptable, it's important to lean back into the people that surround you at some point. This doesn't mean that you have to have deep conversations with other people in order to be connecting with them. That could just be doing something you enjoy with another person. You know, if it's playing tennis, going for a hike, something like that, just connecting with others around you is really important to take care of ourselves because those other people, really are there for us. Uh, and we need to let them
2: have the chance to be there for us.
1: Absolutely. I was going to
2: say and ask you guys, um, you know, I feel like that could be a challenge sometimes, right? To kind of lean in and be vulnerable. We know that's, that's really difficult. Um, and I would just want to, and if it's too personal, that's totally fine. Just kind of introduce and engage with you guys, is that something that's a challenge sometimes for you to lean back in or or to know when that time has passed?
1: Um, Yeah, JC, do you have anything to say on that? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So this is something that definitely is challenging for me. Um, I don't know why. Till this day i am trying to figure out why is it so difficult for me to kind of check in with the people that i absolutely love um and that really gives me that satisfaction of self-care because really when i get to check in with them and have a conversation with them even if it's five minutes it really helps me feel better it makes me feel connected it makes me feel like you know i had some type of purpose that day um, and you know it's one thing that i've realized that i sometimes make really difficult for myself it's as simple as sometimes texting that person and nowadays we can facetime and skype so it's really easy for us to actually do that but for some reason at times we're kind of you know we're kind of creating these hurdles for ourselves thinking that it's really difficult or just thinking about doing it but not doing it so one of my 2020 goals was to get better about checking in with the people that I really love and that I have relationships with. Because I know that really it helps me um, and it helps me really grow that relationship as well. Um, And it really helps me stay connected with the people that I love. So that's something that definitely is challenging. So I know the struggle. I think it's really important for us to just kind of take that leap of faith and take that step forward and just send a message, you know, give a phone call, even if you only have a few minutes um, in that day.
0: Yeah, when I when I start off that topic, saying that alone time is totally okay, that's uh, an affirmation (laughs) me as well. Because uh, that is something that I feel recharged in is having time alone. But like JC was saying, when I do make that phone call, or I do reach out to that friend, you do feel fulfilled after that. And it ends up being worth it, even if initially,
2: you're not wanting to make that contact. Yeah. And it's so interesting just thinking, too, I feel like in a way we kind of all have that problem, you know, and uh, maybe it just comes back to vulnerability. Maybe in that moment where we really need that time, it's because we're obviously going through something. And I think being able to kind of shed that wall, right, of that vulnerability or that whatever you're going through, maybe it's guilt, maybe it's shame, maybe just frustration. um, And you don't want other people to see that. I think, you know practicing this type of self-care you're talking about, which is way more than just the simple fixes we kind of see and are advertised to us, uh, really engaging in something where we can kind of break that wall down for ourselves. Um, And I love that idea of that state of flow. And so I know there are, I think, two other steps to these resiliency routines and reframing this if you want to continue on.
0: Yeah. So actually the last one, the third one
2: is big picture. So that
0: is spiritual beliefs. And that can be either religious or non-religious, wherever you're at with that. But it's just something that connects you to the larger world. Um, So it's connection to earth. I know personally for me, one of my best ways to self-care when I have uh, a weekend available is to either go to really big mountain ranges or to a really big lake because it really reminds me that I'm small, that there's so much more in the world and that there's so much beauty in the world as well. Both of those things are really great reminders of that. But it's just important to connect to those beliefs, connect to that larger sense of being part of this larger concept, um, because we can get so stuck in our own thoughts and emotions and it can feel like the whole world is, that's all that's going on in the world is everything that is in our minds. And so when we focus on ourself, we connect with others, and then we really connect with that big picture, it can really help us uh, to really, truly take care of ourselves.
1: I absolutely love that. Yeah, I think it really... Everything you said, Rihanna, just resonated with me. I know when I'm going through a really challenging time, I've kind of created this habit to just go outside, <laughs> go outside, go for a walk, go on a hike, and you know I have kids, so sometimes it can be difficult, but I realize like these are all doable even with children. um these are things that are doable, and I can just grab them and take them with me, and they have fun going with me anyways, so you know i Definitely. I think just having that sense of belonging and knowing that there's so much more out there and that this moment will pass whatever challenging moment you're going through. So absolutely love that.
2: Yeah, because I think a lot of the time too, and maybe some of our issue is when we're experiencing something um, that's really big for us. I think sometimes what tends to happen is, you know, and naturally we kind of discuss this, we all kind of tend to naturally lean away sometimes because maybe this is too big of a problem, maybe it's so uncomfortable, so awkward, so whatever it is, right? That this almost seems like this huge looming problem. It starts to seem bigger than us. And if we are kind of remaining in that same space, maybe we're just going about our day in the same exact way. We're not taking that time. You know, if we're not addressing this, it's only getting it bigger and bigger and bigger, this problem, and it's going to loom over us. And so I think really taking that time, um, and it's awesome. I think, you know, individuals like JC who have kids, right? Because I can't imagine, you know, navigating, taking that time and, and having that space, creating that space for ourselves. But ultimately, it's it's absolutely important because we can't, Going back to we can't be the best versions of ourselves and therefore we can't be the best in our relationships or a support for other people unless we're there for ourselves first and sometimes when this problem is just way too big yeah maybe it's getting outside maybe it's reconnecting finding that time kind of allowing ourselves to shed that vulnerability and reconnect i know for me when i'm having a moment um i think breathing is ultimately one of the most important things for me. And I know we're all big advocates of that. Again, we took a nice couple breaths together before this episode today. But just that breathing, just recentering ourselves, because I think it it comes internally before it becomes so big of a problem that's surrounding us, right, to where we kind of need that space outside. We need that time with a friend to change our dialogue in our head. It really starts inside. And if we can just Even for me, sometimes just taking those few breaths just helps me realign, helps me reduce some of that anxiety. And it's like, okay, now next steps from here, I've at least calmed down. And now, you know, maybe the bath or maybe that lavender lotion or maybe X, Y, and Z form of self-care will work, right? So I'm wondering, um, I would love to hear from you guys, whatever you're comfortable sharing, um, because I know we're going to get into it in a little bit here. The difference between kind of our everyday self-care things for, you know, mild inconveniences, maybe it's a traffic jam, just something not going right at work, kind of these minor everyday things but also self-care when we are triggered by something bigger. But before we get to that, I was wondering, um, again, for me, it's a lot of breathing, but I would love for you guys to share also, if you're comfortable, some self-care that you engage in. And maybe JC, you can start us off.
1: Sure. So I think, you know, with my daily routine, I try to practice self-care in a very minimal way. So, um, you know, I'm always on the go. (laughs) So definitely I try to sneak in those little self-care moments, whether it's listening to my favorite song or going to the gym or doing things that are doable for myself. Uh, But there's times where I really need to practice self-care because like you mentioned, I'm being triggered. Right. And in those moments, I feel like I always have a process to it. At first, it's like I really need that alone time to kind of process what's going on and really address the issue, right? Like what exactly is causing me to feel triggered? Um, Why am I feeling triggered and what can I do about it? And once I'm able to kind of process that through, I always have my support system who I can go to and really reach out for help um, and to let them know, hey, I really need to talk about this, because one thing that I've noticed is, for me to really practice self-care when I'm being triggered, I need to vent it out and really talk about it and process it with someone. So that I'm also having that support system that's really listening to me, and also so that in that moment I'm not feeling alone. Because there's times where we're going through challenging things, right? And we're feeling alone and we feel like the world is falling apart. You're like, I don't know why. It's you know, one thing after one thing. Um, so for me, you know, really practicing self-care when I'm being triggered is, talking to someone else, reaching out to my support system, and really taking that time for myself and time in that relationship to really talk about what's going on. Um, So that's kind of my process for self-care when I'm feeling triggered.
2: And I like that you think about it like a process, right? Um, And just before Brianna kind of includes, you know, her self-care, I think that's an important thing to think about, right? Not only reframing self-care is not just lotions or mimosa brunches with friends that it goes way beyond that we have to lose track of time we have to reconnect but thinking about it like a process because it's not easy i think even with the everyday triggers right or just everyday frustrations and nuances that we are going to use self-care it's still going to be a process then but even more important of a process and to focus on it like that when we are triggered right and just taking that one step at a time Um, so thank you for that
0: of course Yeah. And even though we're talking about our personal experiences and what works for us, by no means, does that mean, okay, write all of this down and try all of that for you today. Right. It absolutely is that process of figuring out what works for me. That might be something that is great for them and I'm happy for them, but that doesn't work for me. So it, it is absolutely a process of figuring out and tailoring that to your unique experience. I kind of have mental running lists of self-care that I either engage in daily or that come up when I'm triggered by something. So things that could come up daily is, I'm a fan of sparkling water, flavored sparkling water. And so always having my favorite flavors handy is just something so simple, but brings that little spark of joy during my day. Um, Also choosing to wear comfortable clothing, even though, You know, if we have to be dressed professionally or something like that, making sure it's comfortable because I've put myself in situations before where it was a really cute top, but it was not comfy and I was not happy. So it's little things like that uh, just to to take care of yourself during the day. But during a trigger, those types of self-care that's really something where you have to stop what you're doing and engage in that right then. You know, I don't have to stop what I'm doing and drink that sip of the sparkling water. You know, that's something that I can do throughout the day. But when I'm triggered by something like JC said earlier, I have to get outside. I have to stop what I'm doing. I have to remove myself from that situation. I have to get outside. Uh, and there's other things that I do. Um, including having my lavender nearby, you know, things like that. It's not just having it around, but it's making sure that I'm, I stop what I do. And I go outside, I smell my lavender, whatever it may be at the time, whether it's a lotion or an oil, uh, something like that. So there definitely is those differences in the running lists of what I can do daily, um, versus what I need to stop and do during a trigger.
2: And I think that's important for everyone to keep in mind that it's it's obviously personal for everyone. There's not yeah. going to be a one size fits all type of self-care that's even going to apply to us, right? From the everyday to the trigger type self-care that we need to do. And so I think just encouraging maybe our listeners today, if this is something they haven't really begun to think about for themselves, or maybe they've been more on kind of that mainstream level, I see what self-care has put out to me. I see that it's these types of products or it's these types of activities and I go with that. I think it'd be really we really welcome everyone to explore that and maybe have a running list. Um, I think maybe Brianna is kind of expert enough at this point of understanding her self-care where that running list in her head is really easily accessible. But also with trauma you know sometimes our thoughts or you know thinking about a process which again self-care is a very important process that's not going to really come easy and so starting just maybe by journaling or writing down simple things you know maybe times where you do feel triggered or do feel stressed maybe writing down some of the methods of self-care that you've tried at that time and and maybe giving even a rating system you know this really did kind of help Um, i really pushed past that vulnerability i reached out and even though it was awkward at first after i had that conversation that's really what i needed right and having others really consider that and start engaging um, in that conversation with themselves i think is really important and so JC, do you have any we talked a little bit about the everyday uh, we talked a little bit about triggers but i'm wondering too um, we we discussed breathing we discussed getting outside and a few things like that um, but i would really love to just kind of shuttle more examples if possible yeah, for kind of either yeah. side of it
1: well and you know like you mentioned everyone has a different Personal list of go-to items for self-care. So it's definitely trial and error, right? It took me a few times to try different things to figure out what really works for me. But I also love journaling. It's something that really allows me to be to center myself and kind of figure out my thoughts and sort out my thoughts in regards to what's happening in my mind. Um, I love doing yoga as well. It's something that I just started doing. And it's something that really has allowed me not to just, you know, relax and take care of my mind, but also my body. So I always call it like dual, you know, a dual go-to, because it really helps me center myself. It really helps me be in the moment and kind of detach from the world, which is really important when you're being triggered, right? Um, I also love coloring. I have my go-to coloring books in my office, at home. It's something that I love having handy. And also when I'm working with students, it's something that I have on hand for them as well. It allows me to just, again, detach and really focus on what you're doing. I am not an artist at all. So definitely don't think that I have like beautiful art pieces because I love coloring or painting. But it's something that really allows me to detach again, and you don't have to be an expert in whatever self care item you're practicing or doing, right? It's just really for you to feel like you're able to take care of yourself and kind of detach on what else is going on in the world. Um, and kind of allow you allows you to be in the moment. So those are some of the self-care items that I also take care of and do. And like Brianna said, sometimes as simple as having your favorite drink. Um, She likes sparkling water. I love coffee. So that's something that I really enjoy and look forward to when I'm you know, having a hard time. I'm just like, you know what? Let me just go get my cup of coffee, sit down and kind of relax, you know, be in a moment, take a minute or take a breather. And it really does allow you to kind of sort things out and figure out what it is that you need to do next. Love that. Yeah, on that note of
0: yoga, I absolutely second that Uh, (laughs) two of the greatest gifts that practicing yoga has given me uh, the first one positive affirmations, Uh, really just repeating those statements to yourself of I am worthy, I can do this, I am beautiful, or even you could go as simple as like, it's going to be a good day today, I'm going I'm capable of having a good day today. Telling yourself those statements can really go a long way. And if you tell yourself those statements enough, you will actually start believing them and start living them out. And then the other thing from yoga is, of course, the breathing techniques, which we've talked about a few times, as especially like the one we did right before the episode started, where you breathe in and you hold it and you breathe out. Those can be great to just really quick reset. Uh, like JC said, you need to detach from the world for a minute focus on your breathing yes it's something that we are hopefully doing every minute of the day and but it's really important to uh, actually focus on that and to really feel your body breathing can really help ground yourself
2: yeah I think it's I think it's interesting too there's sometimes I noticed for myself and maybe you guys have noticed this in yourselves as well I notice sometimes when I'm stressed when I'm doing something all of a sudden, it's like I'll stop and I'll take a moment and actually take a deep breath. And at that moment, I feel like my body is like, "Thank you." And I realize yes. I feel like I've just been like, like just you know, so anxiously going throughout the day. And it, although again, we're breathing, we're breathing every minute, hopefully. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's it still kind of wasn't giving my body what I needed, right? I was still kind of operating in this state of stress and not even taking full breaths. I think really enough to really. I don't know, uh, get me centered to get me to really be okay in that moment and focus on what I was doing. Right. And I think we sometimes all have that moment where we kind of realize like maybe how shallow or how quick my breath has been, or yet that I just haven't taken a deep breath in, you know, an hour or a few minutes. And so I think also realizing that this is not going to be that one size fits all process that you guys both spoke a lot to as well, making it kind of, a list we're figuring out as we go so maybe this didn't work maybe next time i'll try this i think expectations with self-care is something really important to think about because if we think that self-care are certain physical items or a few certain number of activities that should be making us feel better but then if we do them and they don't make us feel better we don't have to have that guilt or we shouldn't have that guilt we shouldn't feel that shame um, that this didn't work for us because it's kind of how it's going to go we're always going to be trial and erroring and figuring it out and just observing how we feel in that moment and so again as we ask all of our listeners today to start that conversation we encourage you to start that conversation with yourself remind yourself um, that you don't have to have a lot of expectations It's okay to not be okay, which is something I think is said a lot, but especially spoken amongst us the ladies here at this podcast. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay if you go for some form of self-care that usually works and it doesn't. It's okay if that walk didn't quite clear your head. It's fine if even taking a few breaths that you still have a little bit of that anxiety. It's just a process. But the more that you don't have those expectations, the more you're going to be able to get into that state of flow, right, you're going to be able to kind of let go of you even getting stressed now that this isn't working, right, and be able to actually lose yourself in that moment. And then like Brianna said, with those uh, steps and that resiliency routine building, connect with yourself, connect with others and, and see that bigger picture. And so just make sure you're not having really high expectations of yourself. Mm-hmm. and just go with the flow is what I think we're all kind of trying to sum up here in a way. Because um, there's things you can do even, I call them kind of like micro level, right? Micro level self-care I do for myself is not long ago, I went through my Instagram, and I kind of deleted anything that wasn't really serving me, right? So there was maybe fitness model or like diet and exercise accounts that originally I was following, um, you know, for recipes and things like that. And then after a while, I was like, I feel like I kind of look at this sometimes. And even though I'm grown and I teach young women to not feel this pressure, I think on this micro level, maybe it's affecting me. So I I did a detox, right? So that like micro level of self-care was like, now there's only cute dogs and cats and other creatures <laughs> that pop up on my Instagram besides my friends, right? So now just on that micro level, I know there's going to be nothing on there that's making me feel any kind of way, right? Or just surrounding us, ourselves with the TV shows that we like, the, the music mm-hmm. that we sing along to and get into. Um, I love affirmations and that idea. You can even be writing things on your mirror. This is something I always ta- uh, talk to my high schoolers about, too, because dry erase markers will come off a mirror. And so I say you're not going to ruin anything. You can write yourself a different message every day. But just taking even these small levels, because kind of like what Brianna was saying, the more that you're going to hear it, the more that you're going to believe it. Mm -hmm. And as J.C. stated, this is a process, right? So the more that you engage in these steps of the process, the easier it's going to become, and especially when you need it, especially when we're triggered, especially when that problem just seems way too big for us. And so we are happy to announce also, and this is going to be ongoing, not just this particular episode, since it delves in self-care we are going to be doing a guided meditation at the end of all of our episodes. We wanted this to be a space not only to answer questions, have important conversations, but give a takeaway, right? Even if that's having a few breaths with our listeners, taking a moment where you guys can reconnect and go about your day in a little more calm um fashion we are really excited to bring that here for you so in the future as well we were looking into trying to bring in our tibetan sound bowls and all of those fun meditative sounds i think we're still trying to figure out the audio on that so it's not just a very loud um horrendous sounding buzz at the end of the audio feed but Until then, we are going to be doing some guided meditations. So before we wrap up here today, um, if you are in a position right now, let's say you're driving. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Please don't relax to the point of not operating your vehicle. But if you have opportunity right now, too, I encourage you guys to find yourself into a comfortable seated position, somewhere where you can just fully relax your body. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a deep breath in through our nose and really fill our lungs and a big breath out. Perfect, deep breath in, and a big breath out. If it's comfortable, gently close your eyes and take a deep breath in, and out. Deep breath in, Continue with this breathing, every exhale, relax a different muscle in your body until you relax from the top of your head all the way to your toes. And when you find yourself in a space of being fully relaxed, let any distractions, thoughts, Just pass by you like a floating cloud. Remind yourself the only thing that's important right now is breathing in and out. On your next inhale, take a deep breath in, fill your lungs all the way, and out. Breathe in, give yourself some positive energy. Exhale anything negative. Breathe in, give yourself some kind words. Exhale, negative self-talk. Breathe in, give yourself some encouragement for the rest of the day. Exhale, any unneeded expectations. One last big breath in. Hold it and exhale. And slowly go back to your normal breathing. Start to wake your body up slowly. You can wiggle your fingers and your toes. You can roll your wrists and your ankles. Feel free to shift your shoulders back. You wanna stretch your neck. You can stretch overhead or to either side. Wonderful. Well, thank you guys so much for breathing with us and taking that time again we are all really big advocates about not only taking care of yourself but also focusing on your breath so we're really excited that this is something that we can continue on uh, even after this episode and of course we'll come back to self-care i think this is something that kind of deserves an ongoing conversation Um, but i just want to kind of end the day Uh, i appreciate you guys so much for sharing and being vulnerable and sharing, you know, your challenges with self-care, your process to self-care. So just opening this space now, um, just any takeaways we had, I think the biggest one for me to start was just JC, just so organically talking about this being a process. And that's kind of what the episode was about for Brianna, you know, to really discuss, that resiliency building and having a steps, it's not just self-care in one form, it's, it's steps to this process. But I think that was a really big takeaway for me that it's not just simple fix. It's something you have to, to work on and something you have to navigate and figure out for yourself.
1: And I think a takeaway for me is just, you know, that constant reminder that you can't take care of anyone else until you take care of yourself. You can't really run on an empty gas tank. So just make sure you're taking care of yourself.
0: Yeah, I think my favorite reminder from today was to connect to other people, to take care of ourselves. And in this time right now, it can feel so isolating, but we have our cell phones, we have our ways of connecting with other people. So even if it's electronically, just reaching out to someone and making that connection can make a world of difference in your day.
2: Yeah, and even I think like we stated before too, just quickly um, on this, but even if it's not you know, to have that big conversation, maybe you're just starting to lean Mm -hmm. back in you're not ready to fully dive into what you're going, what's going on in your life or what's going on with you. Even just having a conversation, you don't have to have those expectations, right? That I have to jump back in, that I have to be okay. And that's something so important, I think, that we all have to remind ourselves with is just not having that expectation. Just let yourself feel, let yourself not be okay, and let yourself know when it's time to shed that vulnerability, to jump into that process and to lean back in so i want to thank you guys so much again for your vulnerability your honesty and sharing i want to thank all of our listeners today for coming and being a part of this conversation hopefully gaining something out of this discussion today or even just the takeaway from taking a few breaths with us so that is it for our conversation on self-care we're going to have so much more in the future in regards to supporting ourselves supporting others really in-depth topics guest speakers to really engage us with how we can be the best versions of ourselves and do that for others. So thank you so much. And we hope to see everyone next week.